Hi, everybody. Welcome to Coach's Corner. I have a really special guest for you, someone who's very near and dear to my heart, Sarah Pendrick. I'll read her professional bio in a bit, uh, but I want to share who she is to me. And we talk a little bit about this in our interview. So in the let's see, probably winter or early spring of 2018, my friends Chris and Lori Harder invited me on a couple's trip to Greece, to Mykonos, Greece. And Sarah Pendrick and her husband, Josh, were one of the couples that were going. And I knew Sarah and Josh and a couple other people. And I really wanted to go, but I was still single. And they said, it doesn't matter. We're all friends. Sarah will be there. Lori will be there. You can hang with your girls. Like, it'll be great. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to start being in environments with awesome couples that I know. Well, you probably know if you've been listening for a while, the rest of the story, which is in May, Stephanos and I were introduced through a friend. We had a two month relationship over WhatsApp and I ended up inviting him on this couple's trip to Greece because he was already in Europe without ever meeting him. And I remember talking to Sarah before I was going and just asking her, am I crazy? <laughs> like, what am I doing? And she just always reassured me. And she said, Josh and I will be there. You can stay with us if you need to, if it gets weird, like we have your back, you got to do this, Christine. He sounds really awesome. And it felt so good to know I had her friendship and support for something that felt like a really big deal for me. And she was there. She was there from the beginning of my relationship with Steph as a supportive friend, really cheering me on and reminding me to take those risks and believe in myself. And so that's why I'm so excited to share her with you is because she embodies female support and female friendship. And she's hosting an incredible festival, January 24th to 26th in Newport Beach, California, which I I'm speaking at. Stephanos and I are speaking together. We're going to be talking about relationships and masculine feminine dynamics. We're going to be bringing people up on the stage and doing live interventions. And so many of other amazing women, a lot of my friends are speaking at this festival. It's not going to be a sit in your chair, take notes. It's going to be interactive. It's going to be experiential. Come out to Newport Beach in January, which is a great time to come to Newport Beach and spend the weekend with us. You can learn about it at girltalknetwork.org. Again, girltalknetwork.org. I'll put that link in the show notes. Let me tell you a little bit about who Sarah is professionally. Sarah Pendrick is a leader in the women empowerment space, an international speaker, serial entrepreneur, and TV show host. Sarah has been named one of Forbes' top inspiring female entrepreneurs and was recently awarded the iconic woman of the year. She is the founder of Girl Talk Network, one of the largest and fastest growing online and offline communities for female empowerment and transformation around the world. In her work, Sarah showcases how being a female entrepreneur and tech founder doesn't have to just look one way. And like I said, she is a massive advocate of female friendships, which we're going to talk about in our interview today. And speaking of support, that is such a great segue to my sponsor, Third Love. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. Over 14 million women have taken the quiz to date. It's actually fun and takes less than a minute to complete. Do you know that breast shape and size matters when finding a good fit? 
And let me just tell you, having a good fitting bra is everything. I used to think that a bra had to be tight to fit well. I don't know where I thought that, but I had one, I think it was an acupuncturist once who was doing needling on my back. And she said, Christine, you're, you have lines in your back from your bra. Like your bra does not fit you right. You shouldn't have lines digging into your back. And she's like, go get fitted for a bra. And oh, that whole process of going to the store and having someone fit you, like who has time or really wants to do that? That's why I love Third Love because you can take their Fit Finder quiz. You can try on their bras. They have half cup sizes. And if you don't like it, you have 60 days to wear it, wash it and put it to the test. If it doesn't fit, you don't love it, return it and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Returns and exchanges are free and easy, and it is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own. Straps that won't slip, tagless labels, no itching, no digging into your back like my old ones. They're lightweight, super thin memory foam cups really mold to your shape. And like I said, Third Love donates all of their gently used return bras to women in need. So far, they've donated over 15 million bras, which is awesome. So Third Love knows there's a perfect fit for everyone. So they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash over it to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. Again, thirdlove.com slash over it for 15% off today. And now on to my talk with Sarah and please come join us in Newport Beach, January 24th through 26th for the Girl Talk Festival. Sarah, I'm so happy to have you here. Yay. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me today. And you hold a very special place in my life for many reasons. One of which being you were there when I met my husband for the first time. That was a magical weekend. (laughs) I feel like I'm a part of that. And that was so special to witness. And you are so special in my life for many, many reasons. Oh, well, thank you so much. It is mutual and it is amazing to have a friendship with another woman who supports me in all aspects of life. And I want to start there. I want to start talking about friendship because you are the founder of Girl Talk. And I'm going to have you explain that in a moment. Yeah. But first I would just love you to share a little bit about your journey with friendship, especially with other women and why you're so passionate today about women supporting other women. Yeah. So girl talk, obviously, and I'll get into that later is all about women supporting each other and in self-empowerment, but also empowerment amongst each other as women. And for me, my journey with female friendships has has been a difficult one. I grew up with all brothers. I've always wanted a sister. And from a young age, I dealt with a lot of, you know, the mean girl things, which many of us have dealt with in our life and a lot Mm -hmm. of being throughout those formative years. So coming from this little girl with this bright, big personality that just wanted connection and to be supported by other women, it's been a really long journey, but Looking back on it now, obviously, I know the reasons that I went through what I went through, but that is a reason why female friendship is so, so important to me and also such a big part of what I do. So I think a lot of us have that story, yeah, myself included. How did you overcome that? How did you go from having that trauma, having that hurt to one, cultivating female friendships in your own life and two, making it your passion and your mission? So it's been a journey. Like I said, it's been a, for different seasons of my life, I would have a different answer. I think you, when you're younger, you go from just the survival mode, like not understanding why it's happening and just truly wanting to fit in. I remember in high school, 
kind of getting a little bit of taste of being accepted per se and being popular. And I had gone from being severely bullied and outcasted in middle school. So I just wanted to get by. I would do anything. And I even think about my own part of being not a bully, but, you know, maybe not speaking up for people as much as I would have now. And then going into knowing that I wanted to be a voice for women. I wanted to give myself what what I wish that I would have had and what so many of us, you included, wish that we would have had when we were younger. So it's been a it's been a really big up and down journey. And I would say two years ago, you know, getting into the online space and really having Girl Talk be out there was another challenging time. So I moved to L.A., Again, in a new place, reaching out to friends, making new friends, Girl Talk started to really, you know, be out there and people started knowing what it was. And that was another up and down journey of finding female entrepreneur friends. And so it's really, really been a process. The thing that I found is being myself and being patient and also doing the work that I need to do to not hold the wounds of what have happened in the past and bring them into today. And the thing Mm -hmm. that's really refreshing is meeting people like you and the women that we have in our community where many of us have the same story. So the Mm -hmm. share, the more that it heals old wounds and then also gives me the supportive system that I have today. So for someone, you know, it's interesting. I was doing a group coaching call on loneliness last week and I hear this all the time at my retreats because I have women in their 20s to women in their 60s come. And even women in their 50s, 60s still have trouble making girlfriends. Mm -hmm. They feel like they don't have anything in common. They feel like they're too old. They feel like the area they live in, they're not like-minded people. What are some practical steps that you could give to women of any age at any point in their life for creating more quality relationships in their life? So- I would say I had the, I held on to those stories for a while too, because they're easy to find. Right. And the practical tips that I would suggest for anyone, you know, that come to my events and I work with the same age group as well is to start telling yourself a new story and not that you can't find that, that you're alone. I, I think that's for me, that's a story that we've been taught since we were little girls. I don't know if it's just with the competition or the comparing, or when we've thought that we, there's not enough for all of us. I really think that's an, us. Those are stories that each of us can do the work and unlearn because I know that when I was telling myself those stories, that's exactly what I would come in contact with. And when then I just started putting out who I was as a woman and showing up for other women and just really, really focusing on what I want and putting the right energy out there. I used to look at those, those quotes said like your vibe attracts your tribe, right? So those old quotes that you see going around social media, and I would be like, okay, I like that quote. I don't really know what it means. I finally know what it means because the energy that you're putting out there is the energy of the people that you're going to attract. So I would say that you focus on you rather on what you think you don't have. And it sounds easier said than done, but the energy that you step into is what really starts attracting the women and the supportive female friendships that you create. I love that. I love that. So we have to give up the excuses and put ourselves out there. And remember that we were way meaner. Girls were way meaner in middle school and high school than they are now. Like I have found when I put myself out there and I've shared this story on the podcast before, when I moved out of LA into Encinitas, I left my tribe. I knew one person here and I had to start over and I would meet someone new and I'd ask them out on friend dates and 
you know, there are some people I tried to make friends with that it didn't go well, or, you know, we just kind of faded out, but no one was ever mean. No one was ever ruthless. And I think that's important to remember is that the girls that were mean to us back then, most likely, especially if we're doing the, this personal development work, we're not going to attract women like that now. Right. Have you found that? Have you found that most people are more receptive than we think? Oh, a hundred percent. And it's so funny because even when you go to events or your retreats, we're all looking for the same thing. We just yes. want to be understood and seen and want connection. That's what females, that's what we crave as women. Totally. And totally. So I, like you said, when I started putting, I could think about all the times that I would, you know, have those excuses or live in, you know, the trauma from being severely bullied. And when I started just putting myself out there, because if you're in a Starbucks or if you're at an event and you're and two women are thinking the same thing, like I want connection or should I talk to her? I like her dress or I really liked what she said, but they both don't make a move. It's kind of like dating. Mm -hmm. You make the first step and you're going to make another woman's day and also create a connection. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think remembering that we're all craving that because that is something that we need for our mental health. Women, men do too. I see it when Steph facilitates his men's retreats that he comes back and his cup is full. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a place inside I can't touch. He can only get that from his guy friends Yeah, and the same for women. And I think our quality of our marriages, our relationships, our relationships with our children and our relationships with our other girlfriends are better when we have an amazing network of friends. And this is something I really didn't build until my thirties. I really didn't know how to make friends. And so I had to learn, but I think what you said is so important when we remember we're all looking for the same thing and we're all craving the same thing. And you're going to make someone's day. If you initiate a friendship or an interaction, that's, that, that totally flips the script inside. Yeah. And I also think it's like you said, it's, it is mental health. Cause I know that I am not my full self when I don't have those deep connections with women. So it yeah. absolutely affects our mental health. I think that our female friendships are just as important as our romantic relationships. And the thing that even that you were saying is just putting yourself out there and also the friend dates and knowing that just think about when you're dating or if you're dating right now, not every date is your soulmate. So <laughs> you might think that woman was amazing, but maybe you guys aren't meant to be best friends and that's okay. And there's, there's nothing wrong with you for that. Yeah. And just finding the women that really, really get you is a journey, but it's so worth it. And it is so crucial to our mental health. It's crazy how much it affects every part of our life. Other than having to put yourself out there and making new friends, because you said you were severely bullied in school, which is traumatic. What was the healing work that you did that really helped you overcome that? So that's not something that still lives inside of you. I think the self-forgiveness for thinking that there was something wrong with me for taking that mm. on if I didn't fit in and becoming the person that I wanted to be in order to step in to have everything that I have in my life. So the work that I and I still to this day, because things will come up, even I'm about to speak at a women's event. And it was interesting. I was getting triggered yesterday and I was exploring and getting curious about that. And it's like, well, I'm about to step on stage with a bunch of women, which I love, which fills me up like nothing else. And I also have a little bit of trauma with not fitting in and mm -hmm. interesting how our triggers and wounds come up. So it's the constant compassion. And the more that I share, the more that I know that I'm not alone and the more that I just put myself out there is really what has helped me and supported me in my growth and in accepting myself 
and being the person that I want to be, therefore attracting the type of relationships that I have and the type of friendships. Yeah. I think that's massive. I think it's being the friend to yourself that you wish would have been there to protect you. Yeah. And I always, when I get insecure and my, you know, 10 year old or 12 year old or 14 year old gets scared, I just tell her, look, you don't have to come on stage with me. (laughs) You don't have to go to this event. Like I got this, like grown up me has this, I have your back. And so it's just connecting to that part and being that protector and being that best friend to the part inside that that got bullied. So yeah. But, and I, you, you talk about this a lot and it's so supportive and, and it's so true. Our self-talk really is everything. And that reminds me when you said that is that I had a profound, um, realization maybe a year ago that I'm my best friend. Mm. And so the things that I want in a friendship and the things that I want to share, I also get to give to myself. Mm-hmm. Therefore mm-hmm. tomorrow, when I go on stage, I'll say, you're amazing you can do this. You are beautiful. You are capable and really being a friend to yourself. And that honestly, even when you just said that reminded me, that was such a shift for me to know that I'm, that I'm my best friend. And I also Mm. are women as my best friend, but I'm, I'm important too. Exactly. Everyone that's listening, you're important too. And you get to be your own best friend first. Absolutely. Absolutely. So talk to us a little bit about your journey for Forming Girl Talk Network, how this came about, because it is massive. I don't know. You've got a gazillion followers on Instagram. You've got these incredible events. You're starting a TV show. You're just on fire. How did this come about? Oh, thank you so much for saying that. (laughs) Um, It's all through this journey. It's all through me moving to LA, kind of starting over. I came from a psychology background, was doing PR and marketing and wasn't, wasn't fulfilled. And I love creative spaces. I love planning events and I wanted sisterhood. So Mm. me, um, someone asked me this earlier. They're like, were you really scared and starting girl talk? And I'm like, I'm actually have more fear now. At that time it was just like, I'm miserable. Yeah. I need to do what I want to do and go out and create the rooms to build the friendships that I'm literally craving. That's affecting my mental health by not having that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It really is from what I needed is what I created. Yeah. That's where most passion comes from. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. I'm grateful for the experiences of, you know, as painful as they are and I, they still show up and the triggers, I am grateful for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I love that. Well, tell us more about what Girl Talk Network is so everybody can can understand what you do and how they can get involved. Yeah. So it's an online and offline transformational space for women to come connect and build their dreams together and share and really a place where all of us get to own our power, but also cheer each other on. So I started with an event in 2016, like I said, just I, what, what did I need? Okay. I'm going to create it. I'm going to have this event where women walk in, all the armor comes off and it's a place of complete acceptance and no judgment. And it's grown from there. And there's online, offline, I've done programs, I've done coaching, I've done all those things, but what brings me back is to connect women and also share the stories of not only struggles, but also celebrations and Mm -hmm. sharing tips and tricks and sharing the truth of what we go through as women, as female entrepreneurs, as moms, as 
all of the things. So right now I'm working on a TV show that will be able to bring that to audiences everywhere that might not be able to come to our events. And then our event, which the Girl Talk Festival, which you and Steph are coming and teaching mm-hmm. that, which I'm so excited for. And um, I just want to create spaces. And that's all I think about all the time is creating spaces for women to thrive together because that's where all the magic, like it really, really, really happens like that when you have when you're in rooms like that without judgment and just owning your power. Yes. And we're definitely going to talk about the amazing festival and weekend that we're speaking at because I want so many people listening to come. Steph and I are doing a whole 90 minute thing on relationships. It's going to be epic. We're going to bring people up on stage to coach too, because that's just what I love to do. So keep listening for that. I want to circle back to, you know, you did, I think you still do a lot of speaking at colleges, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you, cause that's such a tender age for women, it's such yeah. a tender age. What is the message that you share with college women? And also what are you seeing in terms of young women? Cause you've been doing it for several years now as some of the themes that are coming out mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, things they are struggling with what they're looking for. So the reason I even started, and you know this about me, the reason that I started touring to colleges is because that's what I needed when I was in college. That's the time that I got my first kind of taste at independence, but didn't necessarily know who I was. And my first year of college, I was raped. So I was really, really lost. And I know how hard that age is. So I wanted to go back and give them a chance to just talk and be heard and seen. So I go and do a college tour and it's the things that we're talking about now. It's the things that It doesn't matter what age you are, that you want to be seen and understood and know that you're safe. So each stop is different, but at the same time, it all boils down to that. And it's just a place that they can use their voice, ask questions, be understood, but also know that the person sitting next to them could be going through something that they wouldn't usually have any idea about because they don't usually have conversations like that. Right. So even right. I'm saying that the, I get chills because opening those conversations and sharing is so powerful. Yeah, it is so powerful. And a it's lot so of the, powerful. Yeah, and a lot of the themes that I've been seeing is a lot with comparison, especially with social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for mothers who are raising children, especially daughters, in the world of social media? Oh gosh, um, for me, it's whatever you can do to listen to them. Don't try to fix it for them. Just be able to listen and understand where they're coming from. Because I had half my life on social media and not my whole life. And now we're looking at women in college and high school. They've had their whole life on social media. Mm -hmm. So as Mm -hmm. we're kind of diving into our own, now we just see everyone's life looks amazing. And all these things that could not be, or could be real online that we're comparing to in real time. I mean, it's the conversation and just women truly taking their responsibility to own, you know, what's coming up for them, having spaces where women can come together and truly, truly talk. So if you're a mom and you have a young daughter, giving her that time and space for her to just speak what's on her mind without thinking that you have to fix it for her or justify and really doing whatever you can as a family to sit down and move the energy because you know, comparison and contentment can't live in the same place. So whatever you can do to 
invoke that energy, whether it's every morning when you guys are eating breakfast or you're driving her to school, you talk about something that shifts the energy. Sometimes for me, it's the self-talk, but that might not always work. Maybe it's journaling, whatever you can do Mm -hmm. as a family to really, really cultivate a habit of checkpoints during the day to keep the energy and the gratitude state, you know, it does sound easier said than done. It's not just like you say I'm amazing and you feel amazing, but it's getting your energy there. So that comparison can't bring you down to your knees so easily. Yeah. I think it's also so important to model a healthy relationship with self. You know, like your mom, as a mom, you can tell your daughter every day you look beautiful, but if you're self-criticizing, then that's what she's going to learn yeah. in terms of her relationship with herself. Yeah. So yeah. even yeah. After, when you look at um, mothers and their baby and their babies are already two and they have their facial expressions and they act the same way that you act. It's like you, you do have a responsibility. And then if you can't even bring, you know, for me, if I know I have a responsibility, I will pull myself out of bed because of that. Mm-hmm. However, that, However I can do it, just make the choice to do whatever I can for anyone that's modeling me, because it's true. You could read and preach all day long, but if you're not living it, then things aren't, aren't going to happen. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Got to practice what we preach, especially when it comes to our daughters. Just a little more on, on friendship. What do you tell women who because I hear this a lot and I'm curious what your take on it is, who feel like they've outgrown their current friends or have a friendship that I like to say reaches an expiration date or maybe toxic or they need to do a friend breakup, but they're so scared too. What would you tell those women who are dealing with some friend drama? Okay. So I feel like for me, I just recently got to a place where I made the, the decision that so let's say a year ago, I was probably in that place where I felt like I was leaving my friends behind or that I would still be going to those dinners or hanging out with those friends because I felt an obligation to them. But then I would leave and feel kind of an icky feeling and I would let my power be taken away. So I think for me, I just really, really got sick of it. And I realized that I can't just, I'm not doing a service to myself, but also not to them by not speaking my truth or thinking I have some obligation. It's not letting them free. It's not letting them, you know, possibly maybe grow themselves. So for me, I just, for me personally, I just got really, really sick of it. And I'm just like, why am I making these decisions and letting people, letting myself give my power away when you can still love people and realize that the place that I am in my life is holding me back. If I keep making these decisions, if I keep going and having these same friend dates where I walk away feeling less than myself. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was just almost like I hit rock bottom with it. Yeah. And then I started really focusing on the friends that lifted me up and knew if I focus on that, that was only going to bring me more of it. So, and I, and I can speak on this because I, this is my, this was my mindset that, but I love them. I have loyalty to them. I can just kind of balance it. And if you really, truly love them and you really aren't coming from a people pleaser place, you can tell them the truth. Absolutely. Absolutely. What were some of those true statements you had to tell people? I started speaking my mind rather than people pleasing and saying, you know, when you said this, 
this was my experience and this is the place that I allow myself to go, which isn't healthy for me. So you kind of take the blame off of them, but you hold them accountable for, you know, the things that they're doing, the actions that they may have that are toxic to you, but you take full responsibility that this isn't a healthy place for you. And when their actions are X, you experience Y Mm -hmm. and it's uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but Again, if you're not coming from a people pleaser place, you tell the truth and you either end up growing together and you guys realize like, okay, Hey, we're both doing this or they don't like what you have to say. And they're like, okay, bye. And that's, that's that. (laughs) That's that. (laughs) I know it's easier said than done, but it's for me, I started realizing, wow, I'm, I'm being such a people pleaser by just taking on all, all this drama and never speaking my truth and then telling myself, well, I don't want to hurt anyone's feeling. Right. Right. But all the while you're hurting yours. Yeah. And I'm also hurting theirs because it's not even a, it's not really a a real friendship. I feel obligated to sometimes go to a class with you or a coffee date because we've known each other. And I also think another thing to think about it, and this was helpful for me, supportive for me was that I wasn't going to be able to call in the things that I really wanted if I kept holding on to these other toxic things. Right. Exactly. And I think you said the key thing in terms of how do you know when you leave with an ick feeling or you leave feeling drained, that is not a healthy friendship. Yeah. Just like if you went on a date and you left feeling ick (laughs) or drained or bored, you would not go out with that person again. And I think that we don't want friend clutter, right? We don't want people taking up space in our life and pitching a tent in our energetic real estate Yeah, because that blocks out really amazing quality friendships. You know, oftentimes when people tell me they don't have quality friendships, I'm like, tell me about all the relationships in your life that drain you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's with family members, sometimes it's with work people. Like, well, we need to clear out as much of that as we can so we can bring in those quality friendships. Yeah. And, and also like understanding, like for me, and I know you're the same, I live a very full life and I can drop in with a friend that I haven't talked to maybe a month or two and be right back where we were. Mm -hmm. And there's no, you know, requirement of we have to talk every week or, you know, friendships don't have to take up tons and tons of time, but they do require our energy and our effort. They do require those little check-ins. They do require putting yourself out there. And they also require making friends with people that understand your pace and your flow of life and don't have massive expectations of you. Because I know for me, my expectation of my friendships is that like, we just have open and honest conversations. Yeah. And if I do ever reach out and say 911, I need to talk, my friends show up. Right. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. one thing that I did, and I'm curious if you'd recommend this is I, and I was really in my process of making friends, I wrote out a list of like, just like I would, if I was writing a list for a man, I wanted to call in or date, you know, we make these lists all the time for jobs or homes or dating, but how often have we made a friendship list of these are the top five non-negotiables that I want in a friendship mm-hmm. and get really, really clear about the type of friends we have. Because, you know, in, in school and college, it was friends of convenience. It was like, oh, we're in the same sorority, we'll be friends. Oh, we're in the same class, we'll be friends. Mm-hmm. And as adults, we really have to pick more aligned friends. So do you have any tips for where people, where people can put themselves so that they can meet quality, well-aligned people? Uh, well, what you just said about writing it down, I actually did do that. That's how I even called in Josh, my husband. So I did the (laughs) same thing with friends because friendship is so important to me. And I love that you said that because that 
friendships, female relationships impact your life. So you absolutely want to get clear because I had a story that I was just too sensitive because I am extremely supportive. So I always had a story like, oh, well, they didn't, they didn't show up for me because you know, that doesn't really happen. I'm kind of a people pleaser. Like I had all these stories of against myself when absolutely not. There are friends, like you said, that you say 911, they will do everything to be there. If you can't do something, they, they respect that. And there's not a story behind it. So that was a realization that I realized that there really are so many amazing women out there and no judgment on those that aren't in that place yet. So it was getting really clear knowing that there's not anything wrong with me. I'm not too sensitive. Exactly. 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 Those are my standards and that, and I have every right to decide who I'm going to let in my life because my energy is important. It's absolutely important. It's the number one thing. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So let's talk about this festival that's coming up. That is January 24th through 26th, right? In Los Angeles. Tell us what the inspiration is and what people can expect from this event. Yes. Okay. So it's in Newport beach, which is like 45 minutes from Los Angeles in between you and I. So it's perfect meeting spot for us. Yay. (laughs) Well, I won't be living in Encinitas anymore, but more news on that later. That's okay. (laughs) We'll be there. (laughs) I had a dream literally when I started Girl Talk and we used to do the events, Connect and Inspire, that one day that I would do a festival that would be all about every single part of our lives, not just business. Because I think so many times people think, oh, this is just a business event, but business, our passion, relationships, all the things that we're talking about today, owning your power, speaking your voice, connection. So an entire empowerment festival for women three days long in Newport Beach, where we all just come and have empowerment for every areas of our life and completely step into who we truly are without judgment. And it's more of an experiential weekend rather than just sitting and, you know, listening to keynotes and taking notes. It's diving in, going deep, getting the stories, connecting, and really focusing on all areas of your life, as well as your, what you and Steph are doing is so incredible. And speakers are doing that in terms of each of their zone of geniuses. And I'm so excited for it all. And so, so excited for you and Steph because (laughs) relationships are everything. So whether you're single or in a relationship, we'll be talking about female friendships. It's going to be I feel like it's heaven, like heaven for women. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I love hearing your passion about it. So it's January 24th to 26th in Newport Beach. If you go to Sarah's webpage, girltalknetwork.org, and I'll hook this up in the show notes as well. Um, And then you just click on events, you can find it there. Or is there a shorter URL people can find it at? Or is that the best way to get it? Yeah, you could just do slash festival. Okay, perfect. And I'll take you right there girltalknetwork.org slash festival. Okay. We will link that up in the show notes. That is so awesome. <laughs> I hear my, my husband's talking very loud in the background. Is he like, yeah, it's the festival. No. I know, yeah. Right. He came out right yeah, on so cue. Excited. <laughs> he forgets I'm recording and he just walks around speaking passionately and loudly in his Greek Italian voice. Um, <laughs> so this is, yeah. And I love what you said about this is going to be incredibly experiential. So ladies, this is not just come with your notebook and sit around. It's experiential. But one thing I know about Sarah is she doesn't make you do things that are cheesy and awkward. (laughs) Like she really, you're so in tune with what women like and what women need and how to like facilitate an experience where 
women are pushed outside of like maybe our comfort zone a little bit because we're still living our own bubble, but you don't do the things that make people feel massively self-conscious. And that's what I really appreciate about the way you bring women together. Yeah. So everybody come see us, Girl Talk Festival, girltalknetwork.org slash festival. And where else can people find you, connect with you? On Instagram, I love talking to people in DM. That's where I've made so many of my friends through Instagram. And mm. um, I love it at Sarah Pendrick. So you can DM me there. You can also find information for the festival and read all about empowerment and just a place for all of us to come together. So I love hearing from you. And Sarah really walks the talk. She really is an incredible woman who is living her passion and her mission, has an incredible relationship with her husband, is always open to growth and doing her work and just is an amazing friend. So there's no one better I could recommend people to go and learn from. So follow Sarah and come see us at Girl Talk Festival. Oh my gosh, Christine, I love you. I mean, everyone listening obviously loves you. This is your podcast, but I'm truly grateful for the woman that you are and the friend that you are. And the healing that you've done for me regarding female friendship. So thank you so much. And I'm so excited for January. Me too. All right, everybody take care. 